The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening across the Big Blue View Radio Network, please subscribe wherever you listen to to podcasts. All right, as your New York Giants get ready to start their second half of the season against the Houston Texans in Week 10, I'm joined by Patricia Trena of Giants country and the locked on Giants podcast to uh, talk about the second half. Patty, how you doing? How you been? Doing great, Ed. Coming off the bye. It was a nice little break, if you will, but uh, it's back to the grind and going to be an interesting second half for this Giants team. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and let's get let's get right into it, Patty. Six and two record at the bye. Much better first half. Than uh, than anticipated. Obviously, won a lot of close games. A lot of really good things happened for the Giants already this season, and playoff probabilities. All of those sort of statistical indicators would say, you know, it's eighty, maybe an eighty percent chance that the Giants make the playoffs this year, which nobody would have seen coming at the beginning of the year. Obviously. Let me ask you this. For you, at this point, would the season be a failure if the Giants don't make the playoffs? Oh, that's a tough question. I would Yeah, I'm, see, I'm not messing around, Patty. I'm starting <laughs> right off with the hard stuff. Yeah, on a Monday morning, Ed, my gosh. Um, I am going to say no. And the reason why I say no is because I think coming into the season, Joe Shane, Brian Dable knew what they had and what they had to work with. And they do not have a complete roster that they have been able to do what they've been able to do is I don't, I'm not going to say luck because it's not pure luck, but you know, it's, it's been good coaching, excellent coaching. It's been effort which we haven't really seen as much. We haven't seen both of those in, in quite some time, not at the level that we're seeing this, this year. Um, that being said, there are still holes on this roster. You know, receiver needs to be addressed. 
They could probably use more depth at cornerback, inside linebacker. Um, they they have holes, and they had no money with which to work. So I think if you had said to me, okay, the Giants came into this season and they had 11 draft picks and they had a healthy cap situation, would it be a disappointment if they didn't make the playoffs? I would probably say yes, given what they've had to work with and how they've had to structure this roster and the injuries. Let's not forget about the injuries. Um, I think anything that the Giants – are, are, if they get to the playoffs, that's gravy on uh, on the turkey, so to speak. Little Thanksgiving reference there for you. <laughs> so, um, so I wouldn't be totally disappointed. I mean, it would be nice. Don't get me wrong, but if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to cry about it. I think I would probably cry about it more so next year because I know they're going to have a healthier cap situation. They're going to have a projected 11 draft picks, and they have they more importantly will have evaluated fully evaluated all these players in the first year of the system on offense and defense to where now they know what do we need and you know, where do we go from here? So that's my, my thoughts. I happen to agree with you, Patty. I think that when people have asked me, I have said all of this winning for the giants this year is kind of gravy. It's, it's a bonus because the, the key word I think you used is evaluation. I still believe that this year is about setting the foundation, building for the future, and, and obviously winning helps that. Mm-hmm. I think the way I look at it, see if you agree with this statement, I think that in some ways you can already make the case that 2022 has been successful for the simple reason that I think we've found that that Joe Shane is a quality general manager. He's brought in a lot of quality people to work with. And just look at the number of in-season acquisitions that have helped this football team under-the-radar veteran guys. You've found a head coach that you can go forward with. I think we can pretty much guarantee that the the two-year cycle of Giants head coaches is going to be broken here. Um, and I think that that we're identifying or the Giants are identifying a core group of young players. We started hearing talk about contract extensions last week. They're identifying a core group of young players that they want to go forward with. So I think you can make the argument that no matter what happens over the last nine games, that that as far as laying the foundation for the future, the year has already been successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, coming in, I don't think anybody or very many people, I should say, thought that the Giants would be where they're at. This is all gravy. It, it really is. And, and you've got to like the direction that this team is, is is going in. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you get a first-year head coach. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, do, are they going to have to change the system? Are they going to have to throw out the core that they inherited? That hasn't been the case here. So the Giants are already ahead of the game, you know. And, and then, like you said, they added in some quality players, both in the draft and via free agency, some mid-year pickups. Um, the the systems that the coaches have been running for the most part have been successful. You know, there's still room to grow. Um, there's still personnel that they have to add. So they are ahead of the game. And uh, if they make it to the playoffs, great. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing backflips up and down my street. Uh, if they don't, 
I am still encouraged by the direction this franchise is headed. And, uh, you know, unlike in the past where, you know, you could say, okay, Shermer um, sort of had them on the right track and then it fell apart. McAdoo had them on the right track, then it fell apart. I don't think this is going to fall apart. I really don't. Um, I think they're going to build on it. They have a, a, a general manager and a head coach that are working hand in hand. You know, how many times do we see, you know, when, when the two of them have to talk, they talk together, not separately, which, which is very telling. So I just like the direction this team is headed in. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I think the two year head coach cycle is, is, is going to be broken. Oh, Patty, before we go any farther, if you're going to do backflips, please let me know first. I'll make the two and a half hour drive to watch. Okay. I will, I will make the two and a half hour drive to watch. You know, I've never done a backflip in my life, right? I'll, I'll make the drive to see you try. <laughs> oh, you might be disappointed with that. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Patty. You know, I have no, never the, done a backflip in my life. I've never done a somersault in my life, but uh, I would do it in, in I'll, certain I'll, extent. I'll, I'll make the drive to see. You I might drive. have to. I might have to have some some booze in me or something, and I don't even drink. So I don't know. Oh man, I just I, I I couldn't let that one go, Patty. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about this year being gravy and, you know, this year still being about evaluation and and laying the foundation. Were you surprised or disappointed at all that the Giants didn't make a move at the trade deadline, especially to upgrade wide receiver? No, no, I wasn't surprised at all. I didn't think they would. I know I looked at some possibilities, but look, the cap is a mess. I just put an article up on Giants Country over the weekend about how Shane has been getting by with what he has and how he's going to probably have to touch that Kenny Galladay contract, which I know he doesn't want to do. Um, It makes sense because, listen, you could have acquired a young receiver that was still in in his rookie deal, and it probably wouldn't have cost you a whole lot. It probably would have been like an apples-to-apples switch given the money you recoup from Kadarius Toney. That being said, you know, for that guy to come in, um, you, you just, there were benefits. The, the benefits being, okay, they could get a head start with Daniel Jones, assuming Daniel's going to be the quarterback. But it just makes sense to go back, get the rookie receivers now in their, the first year of that rookie deal. It's going it, to, there's some cap management that has to be done. And if you look ahead at the big picture, Saquon's going to probably have to be done. That's not going to be an easy contract. As of right now, you could probably make a case that Daniel's going to get done, and that's that's to be debated. You know, I mean, there's still 
what, nine games left. So we'll see if he does get done or if they go in a different direction. Um, you're going to at some point have to do Andrew Thomas. You're going to have to do Dexter Lawrence. You're going to have to do Xavier McKinney. So you've got some big contracts on the horizon. So, you know, you got to balance it because you can't do all these big contracts at once. So you have to offset some of that with, with the rookie deals and, you know, make some sacrifices, if you will, from year to year and say, okay, you know what, Dexter, we got you for, for next year. We're going to do yet. You know, then we're not going to be able to do you now just for example. So, I was not surprised that, you know, they didn't make a move. I didn't think they would, given the cap situation. Um, it would, you know, it, it's they're in evaluation mode. They know they're going to need receivers. Start from scratch and pick somebody up and let the coaches develop them. Because this coaching staff has done a great job developing players. We've seen it across the board. Yeah, absolutely, Patty. I agree with that. And you touched on it. You touched on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And I think that that that's where we have to go. We talk about the second half of the season. And, you know, let me just start with Daniel. Um, for, for you, Joe Shane said the other day that the evaluation of, of Daniel, the evaluation of Saquon, the evaluation of the roster per se is ongoing. And I know that you're a lot like me. You don't study draft prospects in the middle of the ongoing season but for you has he shown has jones shown you enough yet to say i can go with him or the giants can go with him for the next two years if you can get him on a two-year contract just just you know throw out a number like 35 million for two years has he shown you enough or or are you still on the fence thinking these these last nine games matter in that evaluation well i think they definitely matter i mean let's let's not kid ourselves now has daniel shown enough i think he's shown he's a guy that they can win with there's a there's kind of a difference you know your your elite quarterbacks are the ones that you need to have on the field otherwise you ain't winning you know the patrick mahomes is the josh allens the joe burrows etc Daniel is a guy they can win with. Um, that being said, he has shown improvement. I think there's still a lot more room to grow. I do think right now he is trending towards a new deal, but I would not think that that new deal, if he does get it, is going to be a monster deal. Now, here's the other thing you have to take into consideration. Where are the Giants going to be drafting? We don't know that yet. If they keep winning, they're going to be drafting probably in the teens. Uh, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be in the 20s. There's no way Joe Shane's going to give up premium assets to move all the way up to the, you know, the top five to get a quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Not with all the holes this team has. So worst case scenario, you roll with Jones for another year or two on a short contract. Um for, for reasonable money. You also have Tyrod Taylor, although I don't think Tyrod Taylor is, is, is the, you know, the answer. Um, and, and you just, you, you say to yourself, okay, there's going to be other drafts with other quarterbacks in there. We just have to be patient. And that's something Joe Shane's done a good job of. He's been patient, no knee jerk reactions. No, Oh my God, I got to do this. I got to make a move. No, he hasn't done that. And I think that patience is going to pay off in the long run. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Patty. I think that you can you can make the argument that the best thing to do 
is to continue to build the roster. And when you're in a better position, when your roster is stronger, when you've filled out some of those positions like the interior of the offensive line, maybe the linebacker spot, when you've got the wide a wide receiver or two added to this group that that maybe when the roster is fuller, then you can afford to move some assets to go get your quarterback. And you maybe can make the argument that in that particular case, you'd be in a better position to support that quarterback too. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true. I mean, I say it all the time. The big mistake the Giants <laughs> made when they initially drafted Daniel Jones, they weren't ready for him. And by that, I mean, they didn't have the talent surrounding him to make that transition easier. They kind of flew by the seat of their pants. So, you know, the offensive line, you can make the argument that that line's not complete. All right. They're going to probably have to address center next year. Heaven knows what they're going to do at left guard. Um, If it's going to be a Zudu moving forward or is it going to be Nick Gates? What are they going to do there? They need receivers. We can agree on that. They could probably use another good tight end to compliment Daniel Bellinger. Um, You've got to get Saquon done. And then maybe, you know, do you bring back Matt Breida? Do you bring in another guy? So there's there's some work that still needs to be done on that side of the ball. And if you're going to bring in a new quarterback, um, just for argument's sake, you want to be ready. You don't want to just throw them haphazardly out there like the Giants did with Daniel Jones. That's how they started to screw the kid up. And thankfully, they started to fix that, but it's not totally fixed just yet. All right, Patty, let's talk a little bit about Saquon. I had a mailbag question over the weekend regarding what kind of contract it would take to uh, to keep Saquon. And I think you and I both know there's a lot of different ways this can go. I think my two cents is the one way it's not going to go is I simply don't see Joe Shane handing Saquon the the mega contract, the mm. blank check, the the five-year $90 million deal. I can see, I could see, I, I was asked if four years and say 40 to 45 million would get it done. And my my gut reaction to that is the Giants would jump at that because that's 12 million that they're going to pay him on the franchise tag next year anyway. You you jump on that if if Saquon would agree to that because you, you front load two years of money you and and you you say okay you know we'll put all the guaranteed money in the front in the first two years and, and that's fine. Saquon's not going to take that. Saquon's going to look at that from my perspective and say, "I'm better than Alvin Kamara. I'm better than Ezekiel Elliott, and both of those guys are making fifteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So what's so if there's a contract to be to be done you're the cap guru you're the you're the expert you're you're the numbers person patty if there's a contract to be done what would you suggest and the other part of that question is do you just see a franchise tag for 2023 and figure it out later i don't think saquon's going to play on the franchise tag i could be totally wrong there but i i don't see that happening i'd be i'd be surprised um 
I'm just looking real quick. I'm, I wrote an article on Giants Country, uh, five contract forecasts for key Giant players. And I just want to see what I put for Saquon, because I, I know I did something for Saquon, but I also purposely left out a key detail, which uh, when I actually sit down and I do the, the breakdown of the numbers, I'll, I'll put that key detail in. But I think for Saquon, uh, Spotrac had has him projected for four years, $38.17 million which is an APY of 9.5 million. I don't see Saquon playing on that. Not, not happening. The, not, not happening. Not happening. Not with the not with the franchise tag being 12 million. Well, the, the, other, the other way that I put it, Patty, is if you look at if you look at the APY for running backs, he's at 7 million this right. year on his on his fifth year option. He doesn't advance. He's that. I think that puts him ninth. Right. He doesn't move up that ladder until you get beyond twelve million a year. Well, what what I what I projected for Saquon, and it's not the highest contract. Uh, I, I think McCaffrey is like at sixteen million APY. I projected four years, sixty two point five million for Saquon. That puts him at about fifteen point six two million. More than this, than Alvin Kamara, who, unlike Barkley, hasn't recorded a thousand yard season, if I'm not mistaken. And Barkley's got two, and he's on his way to a third one if he stays healthy. So, that being said, there's also, you know, I haven't worked out the, the, um, you know, the, the guaranteed money, but I have a way, I have an idea how I would do it. Uh, I, I just got to sit down and got to put it together, but there's, there's a contract mechanism that can actually make this cap friendly for the giants so that if god forbid saquon suffers an injury or god forbid they want to get out of the contract after a couple of years they'll be able to do so relatively easy now will the mechanism that i'm thinking of be agreeable to, by saquon and his people it might it might not um if saquon's betting on himself i think it will be so i uh, don't want to spoil it but that is something i'm going to put together but that that was the basic number that i came up four years 62 about 15 plus per year. So, which is and about I, what you said. And I, yeah, I think the way that this has to work out is that if there's a deal to be made, it's going to have to be somewhere around there, but it's going to have to be a deal that, that the giants aren't tied to for five years, six right. years. It's going to have to be a deal that they can look at and say, we we can reassess where we're at here in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to do it. Um, if you look at how Buffalo has structured their contracts, look at how Philadelphia has structured their contracts. There's a mechanism both teams use that I would be stunned if the Giants don't use with Saquon. And again, I don't want to give it away just yet because I've got to work out the numbers and everything like that, make sure – that this mechanism would work in this case, but I'm pretty sure it would. And I would be surprised if the Giants don't use this mechanism for Saquon Barkley. And I think Saquon would, would, would accept it. I mean, if you're gambling on yourself, why wouldn't you? And that's what he basically did this year. He gambled on himself. Keeping secrets from us, Patty. I don't Sorry, know. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> hey, right. You, you got to hey. check out Giants Country when I have it I ready know. to do. Well, you, you'll see what the secret is. I know, Patty, I know. So listen, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this Giants team 
in the second half of the season. I just did a piece on Big Blue View, which is really just, you know, a couple of things to to look forward to or a couple of things that that you need to see, you know, over the second half of the season. And and obviously one of the big things that the Giants need to see if they're going to beat, you know, teams like Dallas, if they're going to if they're going to make a playoff run here, they need more explosive plays out of the passing game. Question is, can they get them with what they have? Do you, I mean, do you see the possibility that they can get more explosive plays and just, you know, overall, what do you want to see from this Giants team over the last nine weeks? I think from a bigger perspective, um, I'm not as caught up on stats as maybe some people are. Excuse me. I think what I want to see is, A, a healthier team, and and they should be getting some guys back off of injury. I, by the way, have an article, I think, similar to what you just described. It's going to drop on Giants Country in a little bit. Um, So healthier and, and keeping them healthy because, look, after these next two games against Texans and, and, and the Lions, they've got a stretch of five games against the NFC East. That stretch is going to tell us if this team's for real. All right. So I want to see healthier. I want to see continued player development from the coaching staff, which I have no reason to believe won't be the case. I want to see basically, you know, we talk about can the Giants sustain their winning ways with what they've been doing statistically probably not you know you're not going to if you're passing for under 200 yards per week probably not but if you're playing a relatively mistake free game you give yourself a fighting chance so there's little things that can give you a chance that maybe the you know the, the statistics would indicate are impossible so i want to see clean games from them i want to see smart coaching continue to see smart coaching with time management and all that stuff I want to see, um, obviously, the effort, which I, I doubt, you know, I can't see the players not giving the effort. So I'm thinking more big-term picture or big picture for the for this giant team. And um, you know what? If they can come out and win maybe three of that five-game stretch against the NFC East opponents, I'll take that. Again, what do we want from this team? Do we want them to be, you know, do we do we realistically want them to get to the playoffs? I mean, yes, we would like that, but realistically, are are they going to get there and go far? Probably not. So we want to see progress, continued progress. I don't want to see this team going backwards, which sometimes happens after the bye. I think they're like 17 and 34 coming out of a bye week. I don't want to see them go backwards. I want to see them continue to go forward. And I think they can if they if they keep up with the formula they've been working with, which is the big picture stuff. Right. Patty, so uh, best guess, playoffs or no playoffs for the Giants at the end of this one? You know what? I think it's going to take 11 wins to get into the playoffs. I think they can, they should be able to beat Houston and the Lions. So that would give them, what, eight wins? They should be able to at least take Washington – which would give them nine wins. I think they should be able to beat the Colts, which would give them 10. So somewhere along the line, they've got to come up with another win. I think it's doable. 
I, I do think it's doable. I think if they get to 11 wins, they're in. Um, I also feel that at some point, because it happens every year, they win a game they're not supposed to, and they lose a game they're not supposed to. So where is that bombshell going to hit? And, um, you know, but I, but listen, if they get to 10 wins, I consider the season a success because I think a lot of people were projecting four wins, five wins. I know I predicted eight and nine. So I'll take that. And then next year with a healthier cap situation, if that team doesn't make the playoffs, then something's radically wrong. All right, Patty. I think, uh, I think that's a good place for us to, uh, to, to call it a show today. Always appreciate uh, having you drop by. Uh, as always, let folks know, uh, you know, wh where they can find your work and, uh, and what you got coming up. Sure. You can find me, my written work on giantscountry.com, which is part of the fan nation network, a SI.com sports channel. Um, I'm also on the locked on giants podcast. I have a, uh, a YouTube show that you can find. Um, I have guests coming up. I've got a real cool guest coming up this week. As a matter of fact, um, an injury expert is going to come on with me. We're going to talk about this ongoing injury pandemic that this team seems to have every year. Last week we had former quarterback Sean King was on. He was talking Daniel Jones. That was a really good interview. I thought uh, so. Check it out. And I might even have a surprise. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for a surprise later in the month that I think giant fans are going to like. So Locked on Giants podcast. It's on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Thank you, Patty, for uh, a little bit of time. Thank you for listening, Giants fans. Please remember to uh, stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.